Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here with another episode of the Late Night Sprites podcast, the blog and podcast combo that covers a bunch of video game topics. I'm your host, Homecoming Hero, and if you want more, then you can check latenightsprites.blogspot.com, where I cover, um, I recently covered some Battle Royales with their recent updates, and I post on the blog and the podcast at least once a week. So you get one piece of content in written form and at least one piece of content in audio form. Sometimes more on each, but at, at least one a week. And yeah, I hope you, no matter what, if you would like to, you can check them out. I would hope you would like to see what they're all about. But if not, I hope you have a wonderful day regardless. Now on with the show. Yesterday was the Game Awards. Today is December 10, 2021. The Game Awards have come and went, and that means we can get gaming news throughout the rest of the months, at least until people save all of their announcements for E3, but we'll cross that bridge later. So I'm going to talk about what I liked, what I didn't like, and talk about some of the things that were shown at the Game Awards. But if you hear something here, it's not the end-all be-all. There are some topics that I definitely want to dive into that I believe deserve their own episodes, especially a certain movie trailer that will be addressed later. But first, something needs to be addressed. At the show, there was a nice little opening talking about how harassment doesn't belong in the industry, the hotline was shown, and how we all deserve to be in the gaming space and everyone should feel safe. And that is wonderful. And then they show a game from a studio that has a known harasser on the board who works for a company that this blog doesn't talk about, who got caught doing a lot of bad stuff over the summer, and it looks like a one step forward, five steps back, very empty gesture. I think the main stage should honestly reflect gaming as a whole and say that we stand by the victims. And going from that, there were several segments during commercials that highlighted different creators and gamers, whether they were from the LGBTQ community, whether they were African-American. There were a lot of inspirational stories um, about different kinds of gamers and content creators, but they were during commercials. Like, I think they also deserve a spot on the main stage to talk about them and the kind of gamer they are or present awards even i think that instead of putting these inspirational tidbits in the middle of here's a trailer for a game that you already love and here's a bunch of skyrim codes put these front and center let different creators express themselves and show that gaming is at its best When everyone can play the games they like, whether it's somebody who plays Animal Crossing every day or someone who is super hyped over Halo Infinite or just different gamers who are all different at their core from different communities, different races, different religions. Everybody deserves a seat at the table and everybody should be included. So the game that was shown from a galaxy far, far away is staying far, far away from this podcast, and I'm definitely not covering it. I'm glad that I know of the truth. If you want to know the truth, I say look into it and look into the studios behind the games that you are interested in playing and form your opinion. And that being said, 
that needed to be addressed before we get into the rest of the show because that is the most important topic because it is an ongoing battle. The problems with certain studios that came up over the summer didn't go away overnight. There's been stories since again and again and again, and we have to stand by the victims, whether we've heard their stories or they haven't told us their stories yet. We need to stand by them and hope for a better tomorrow in a medium that we all love. Now that that has been addressed, I'm going to move on to the rest of the show, but I wanted to address that and talk about it and give my piece on it because it's important to support victims and to be an ally of people who are hurting and who are getting hurt in this medium that's meant to you know, bring joy and entertainment for all of us. So I wanted to address that, and that means that one game that was revealed right away I'm not talking about it. I will talk about a couple games from the pre-show, though, but that's later. This day, uh, this awards, was really good for a few specific developers. Xbox showed a lot of titles. If you are a horror game fan, there was so much. I hate horror games, They are not my favorite genre, so there was a lot of looking away from the screen and a lot of muting for me. I could not stand it, but if you like those games, good for you, but for me, that really, it was a damper on the night that they showed so many. It reminded me of the year 2018 where even the indie games were horror-based. And the only announcement I truly remember is Joker being revealed in Smash. The rest of it was scary game after scary game after scary game. And by the end, I was like, why are there so many scary games? There are so many other genres. I would have even taken a football game at that rate. Um, But that being said, we got some really, besides that genre, which I won't be talking about, We got a ton of indie games. We got a ton of Warner Brothers games. And we got Sonic. I'm going to start with Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, first of all, released a Matrix game right after the show. They gave us a Matrix trailer for the upcoming movie. And then they showed a Matrix game. And people were ecstatic. I'm happy for Matrix fans. But the other two Warner Brothers games? No, those were for me. The first one is they announced a Wonder Woman game. No gameplay, just a Wonder Woman game that is in development, and I am beyond excited. I cannot wait to play this. And this is definitely getting a dedicated podcast episode. The reason I say that is because there's so much I want to see how this game... like. The Lasso of Truth, uh, using her bracelets, throwing her tiara, the invisible jet, um, her superpowers, you know. Is it an origin story? Is it set in a comic? Is it set based off of a movie, a cartoon? I I don't know, but I'm, I'm ready. I am more than ready. I enjoyed the Arkham games. I enjoyed the Injustice games. DC has housed many video games. If you want to hear more, I have my favorite DC-based games, um... That I did a few a while back on this podcast, and I 
did a fun little deep dive into, oh, I love Batman. Oh, I love Lego Batman. But there was a lot of fun to be had with that episode. And I'm sure there's going to be a ton of fun to be had with this game. Moving on to another Warner Brothers hit that I can't wait to play is the Suicide Squad game. Holy crap, it is bright, it is colorful, it is fun. We saw gameplay. It is funny. A um, Every character looks like they control different. The writing looked funny. It looks like a great time. It stood out. It's not rock steady. You know, making an Arkham game with a different coat of paint. Every character looked like they were unique to play as. And I cannot wait to play as King Shark. I, I definitely loved that trailer. Now, in terms of indie games, there were a lot. A lot of my friends were really hyped about Have a Nice Death, which looks very much like a Hollow Knight style game. And that looked fun and all. There, there was the big indie game that really stood out for me though is Thirsty Suitors. Uh, it's very Scott Pilgrim esque. It looks like a beat 'em up. The tagline is "Fight your exes, disappoint your parents," and I was grinning ear to ear. The music, the aesthetic, the gameplay. I cannot wait to play Thirsty Suitors, and it looked, it looked phenomenal. It looked great. Another game we got tonight was Horizon Forbidden West. That looked awesome. Um, that looked like a fantastic time. Um, I know that's not an indie game, but I wanted to talk about it because it looks really great, and I love the way they incorporated the water. And then we also got Cuphead's DLC announcement. <laughs> um Cuphead's DLC announcement was announced, first of all, via a band singing an original song, and then a trailer, and it looks phenomenal. The boss fights look phenomenal. There's, like, a a cowboy cow. There's a giant. There's this, like, horse inside a castle um, with chess pieces. There's, like, abilities that you can get from cookies. We got a release date of June... Um, 30 2022 it looks super exciting and for fans of cuphead that looks great i will watch people stream it because i played cuphead i quit cuphead i tried cuphead me and cuphead don't get along i appreciate cuphead on a musical and aesthetic and gameplay level but me and cuphead do not get along like cuphead can come to the party but uh cuphead cuphead doesn't sit by me at the uh at the dinner party i will sit by um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying what video games I would invite to a dinner party. Me and Cuphead aren't good friends. We're acquaintances. I respect Cuphead, but I don't play. I, I quit that game for a reason. That, that game was making me pull my hair out. Anybody beats it, they're, they're better at that game than I am. Uh, there's a game called Steel Rising, which looks like this robot war game. There were like robots on horses, and there was this combat, and there was robot horses. That looks very interesting. There was one called Arc Raiders, where people were fighting giant robots, giant robot crabs. That one looked fascinating. I definitely might give that one a try. Um, for Star Trek fans, there is a game called Star Trek uh, Res- Resurgence? Res- Resurance. I think it's Resurgence, I just spelled it wrong, Um, that is coming to PS4 and PS5 that looked very cinematic and very fun, and unlike the one from A Galaxy Far, Far Away, was not being made by a bad studio, so Star Trek uh, Resurgence, there we go, that's a good game, 
And then there was Rumbleverse, which looked like Fortnite, but you use your fists and chairs. It looked like Fortnite mixed with boxing, mixed with wrestling. The trailer was pretty funny because people were like punching and kicking each other. And then they were using chairs and stuff like that. The art style looked very Fortnite. It's not coming till next year. It reminded me a lot of knockout city, which I enjoyed when I played in beta during the open beta and played a little bit opening weekend, but then dropped. I do want to go back to knockout city at some point, but I still haven't. And I wonder if Rumbleverse will be something like maybe Fall Guys, where I play it and enjoy it and have fun, or if it'll be like um, Knockout City, where I just fell off of it. Very aesthetically reminded me of Knockout City. Looking through my list, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really stuck out to me. And no, but let's talk about Sonic before I talk about the awards themselves. Sonic Frontiers looks fantastic. I know we didn't get much gameplay, but I like the concept. I'm in for the... I'm along for the run. Um, I'm definitely going to run with it. And uh, I... <laughs> sorry for the bad pun. Um, the, the giant robots look cool. The environment looks cool. It's open world. I'm, I'm really excited to see how Sonic does open world. Kirby's doing an open 3D world. Uh, Legend of Zelda's doing an open world. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, Sonic kind of take on maybe a formula that I have a gut feeling people will compare to Mario Odyssey, but I am very excited for Sonic Frontiers. The movie, I am going to talk about more, but my quick thoughts on the movie is that trailer was amazing. It was animated perfectly. The, the writing was funny. The animation was great. It was well done. It looks like a great follow-up to a movie that I already loved. And the last movie I saw in theaters, in fact, um, it looks funny. It looks like Tails is going to be very involved in the plot, which makes me really excited. They did the Sega logo again that they did at the beginning of the Sonic movie, which made me uh, really excited. I think the jokes are going to be great. Jim Carrey's doing great. I Knuckles is doing all of it is great. I just cannot wait for that movie. That is definitely one of the highlights of the Game Awards for me, which I will get to in a moment. But yeah, that's that's my notes. There was so many games announced, and there was a lot of concerts. There was a music video for Doka V. Uh, Doka V looks like an amazing game, and I can't wait to play it someday. It looks like an awesome open-world game. I can't wait to play it. And there was just a ton of... Um, like, how do I... There was a ton of games, but they didn't apply to me. There was almost 40 world premieres. And I would say that of all the world premieres from the movie trailers and the TV shows, of the 40, I would say that 10 of them appealed to me. Those 10 being Thirsty Suitors, Have a Nice Death, The Sonic Movie... The Wonder Woman game, The Matrix game, The Suicide Squad game, Sonic Frontiers, um, Horizon Forbidden West, which looks incredible. I can't wait to play it. Steel Rising. And of probably all of those, looking through uh, Arc Raiders fighting the giant robot crabs. But the rest of those, I would say at least of the 39, a good 
18 to 19 of them were horror games. And I really felt, and this is one of the problems I have with the show, the show's pacing started strong and fizzled out, and it felt like it was dragging by the end of it. The pacing was off. I enjoyed parts of it, but the energy, and this happens every time I watch the Game Awards, the energy starts incredibly high, and then it just drops, and they have so many announcements that then they will do five or six awards in like a 10 second segment and they'll be like and the best multiplayer game is and the best this and the best this and the best this and okay more trailers and the trailers are fun but you can see those on twitter the next day if you're going to have this big award show and want people to watch it you need to make it entertaining there was not even a muppet this year there was no muppet and there was a lot of horror games and yeah, that, that no Muppet. That that's a big complaint for me. No Muppet. You you have the Muppets in there. I miss Beaker. I miss Untitled Beaker game. I I miss when the Game Awards like. Well, actually, I've only been watching it a few a few couple years, and I will at least say that this one was way better than last year. This one was leaps and bounds better than the last year's Game Awards game because um you it just it was it was the pacing was better and now here's something that I liked the awards weren't all allocated to one game. The awards were given to multiple games. Deathloop won a couple. Unfortunately, Ratchet and Psychonauts did not, but that doesn't make them any less of amazing games. Metroid won, which was cool. Resident Evil 8 won one. Uh, lots of different games won awards. Final Fantasy 14 won an award. And then the best, cool, awesome thing an indie game took Game of the Year. The game with the most awards was It Takes Two which won three awards. Ironically, that a game called It Takes Two won three awards, but that is neither here than there. It's amazing that an indie game won. I'm so relieved that one game did not dominate the entire show, like last year where it became a drag of an event. It made me happy to watch the show. It made me interested to tune in next year, hopefully with more varied announcements, because ironically enough, last year, the announcements were way more varied because we may have gotten a horror game or two, like with the Evil Dead game. But then we get Capcom Arcade Stadium, the Ghosts and Goblins remake. We we would get Sephiroth and Smash. We we got It Takes Two shown off at the Game Awards last year. So I just would like a little bit more variety next year. That would be really nice. Um, the concerts were fun. The music was fun. The music videos were fun. Um, it was fun to uh, watch those and listen to the music. The orchestra that plays all the music from the Game of the Year games was really cool. And yeah, let's get on to the awards. Uh, Metro Dread won a category, which made me insanely ecstatic to see this awesome game just that came, that took so many years to develop and was originally going to be a DS game, win an award. That was awesome. 
And that's something also that stood out to me. Nintendo must be planning something big because Nintendo was not here. Sony may have shown stuff that we've already seen, and Microsoft may have had the run of the place, but for some odd... Well, there was a lot of games that are appearing either only on PlayStation or on both. Nintendo had nothing. Nintendo had two commercials, the Switch in 2021 and the Switch in 2022. And as excited as I am for those games... uh, Nintendo, um, where were you? So it makes me wonder if we will get a direct later in January, maybe before Legends Arceus. It makes me wonder what they are planning, maybe an indie world sometime in December. I have no idea. Maybe a February direct like this year. I have no idea. All I know is that um, I was very surprised that nintendo didn't have any announcements because they've had announcements before whether it was marvel ultimate alliance 3 or um you know joker and smash sephiroth and smash they usually have at least one announcement so it was very odd that they weren't there uh i'm glad that the awards were spread out i'm glad that even though death loop won a couple that um uh it takes two won a fair amount of awards. I was happy that Metroid won. I was happy that several games got... I'm glad that it wasn't a high award count game show. Or award show, I should say. I'm glad that it wasn't one game walking off a stage with five, six, seven, eight, nine awards. I'm glad that a ton of... That we acknowledged that there was more than one good game this year. Which made me really happy. So, I definitely need to try It Takes Two, and maybe someday I'll even try Deathloop, but I definitely want to play Ratchet and Clank and uh, Psychonauts 2 at some point. I'm going to wrap up now because there's definitely way more to talk about, but thank you so much for listening. If you want to watch the Game Awards, watch either someone's thoughts on it, a discussion, or maybe watch the show yourself it is a long one so maybe watch a recap of it or um find a news article or a blog about it where people list the announcements so you don't have to go after every single one if you are not a horror game fan you should definitely not sit through the entire show like i did because there was a lot of horror games that were really scary and you if you're not a fan of them like I am, then it's not a good time. But there was definitely stuff from the show that was definitely worth a watch. I would say that my top three are 100%. And number three, it's the Sonic movie tied with Sonic Frontiers for both being really awesome trailers. At number two, it was the Suicide Squad game. At number one, it was Thirsty Suitors. That that game blew me away. That game blew away my expectations, and I cannot wait to see more and hopefully play it at some point. I hope it's coming to Switch. But I hope everybody has a wonderful evening, uh, morning, afternoon, whenever you listen to this podcast. Um, if you want more content, you can go check out the blog at latenightsprites.blogspot.com. I have a lot of end-of-the-year content coming up. I have a few fun ideas, and Yes, there will be end-of-the-year podcast episodes as well. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and thank you for listening. Take care, and I'll see you again soon.